back to the Boats and Nose podcast. This is Tyler. I'm Brandon. So let's talk about our upcoming, well, I guess it is upcoming, but it's a ways off. Yeah, I've started doing some research. And uh, we're we're getting in, looking into uh, Elk Trip next year. Dude, I'm so excited. I know. Stoked. So can I tell you what my thought process is right now? Yeah. So I want to take like a... Like a spring trip to Colorado. Yeah. For like a fishing shed hunting. Uh huh. That way we can figure out, like, find some places that they winter on and then use that to influence where we start our hunting. Like, we could run out there on a, say, a three day trip, four day trip. Yeah. And get it done. Look at some deer, look at some elk. That's what I think we ought to do. What we're really going to do? Probably just wing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like our trademark, though. So, like, I think we need to break this series down. So, so like, for the first, um, I guess our first challenge is figuring out, like, for non-Western hunters that have never done it before. Yep. Like, the biggest thing is figuring out where to buy a tag for or try to draw a tag for right so like i'm going to enter yeah. the limited draw and buy an over-the-counter tag if i don't draw like right that's my plan okay because at least then we start building preference points right is there like are you going to apply to something that you might draw first time or are you going to apply to something you're definitely not going to get because there's like Preference points get more, like you could still get the tag technically, but like your chances are a lot lower. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. One of the, like, if you can buy over the counter, yeah, I would apply for somewhere that's like really low chances. Okay. And then when I don't draw that tag, yeah, I'll buy, buy over the counter. Buying over the counter. <clears throat> I just feel like applying for a draw. That you're, you're trying to go somewhere that's great. Well, yeah, you don't want to pull something you like almost guaranteed going to pull, and then get there and it's like terrible. Yeah, but like, I guess also it could be good. Yeah, it could just be that they have a healthier herd and they're allocating more tags that direction. Whereas, like, I feel like it would depend on how many tags. Yeah. Or. A possibility. So, like, what what are some criteria? So, like, there's all this data out there. There's, like, uh, success rate. There's, um, you know, hunter to acreage. There's how many tags were sold, how many were filled. There's all this data out there by season, by weapon. What do you think? Because, like, I have a counterintuitive view on it, maybe. I feel like I'm looking for high success rate. High success rate. Maybe like lower quality, higher success rate. See, I'm looking I'm looking the opposite. I'm thinking that not a crappy success rate. Have you heard the the three star rule no. for, for restaurants that aren't American? So no. like the Chinese restaurant down the road or whatever. It's got the Michelin th- store? No no no. Just like on Yelp or Google. Okay. So, like, the three-star belief system is that, like, 
like the service isn't good. Right. Because they're traditional to their, wherever they're from culture. And like America is the only place that expects you to kind of wait, be waited on hand and foot. Right. Everything else is kind of like, yeah, I'll get to you when I get to you. So like that brings the star rating down two stars. Right. But the food's good enough to keep it at three stars. So like you end up with this really good authentic restaurant at three stars. Okay. That makes sense. So like, I feel the same way about where I consider good, bad or indifferent. So you want to see success. I want to see like, you know, like a high success rates in the 20%. I want to see like above 12. Right. To let me know there's elk there. But I also want to see like, because that to me leads me to believe that it's hard country to hunt. Not that there's not elk there. Right. And I guess I would, I would be much more inept to go for type three fun that has good animals. Yeah. Then, you know, type two or type one fun where you're just riding around in a truck waiting to see one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely want to do it when we go. I want to do it like pack in and camp. I don't necessarily want to stay somewhere and then like ride out into the land and ride like kind of how yeah. you said your mule deer was like you could drive most of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. See, um, what I'm finding with that though, is like, and maybe I'm looking at Onyx wrong, but a lot of these units have, I mean, road to road distance is like two miles between like forestry roads. I don't know if you can drive on those though. If you can't yeah. drive on them, then it's no big deal. But if you can, we can cover two miles quick. Right. So it's like, it's like, is it worth it at that point? To- yeah, I don't know. I think we would have to, I think there's, there's a lot of equations that go into it for both of us. Cause we're both like, I think- what looks like hard country has a decent amount of success for the people that put the effort in. You know what I mean? The sad thing is like, you can't see the success rate based off of like how hard of a hunter it is. No, no. You're having to make a lot of assumptions. Right. So if it's really tough country and it's a semi-decent success rate, like a 10 or a 12, is it a couple of tough guys going in there and doing it? Or is it just so tough that it's like nobody even wants to try and it's not worth trying? Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like... I feel like there's some methodology there that could be employed, but is, you're, you're either going to be right or you're going to be really wrong. Do they have a publicized list of names that filled tags? Like, can you go see if it's the same, like 20 no. guys that are filling tags? No, but that would be cool if you could. Cause like, if you could like look at a list and somebody like, you know, you look at where Cam Haynes goes and, like every year he's filling a tag, like, okay, well that's just a hardcore dude. Like, yeah, but he's also drawing a lot of private private tags now and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but, like, I but, was just wondering if you could consistently see groups of guys that just, like, know the land. Is that hammer it and get it done? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Wait, we definitely need to look into that, though. Because I want a challenge, right? I don't want to walk out there and, Bang. like, I want to earn it. You don't want to pay $10,000 for an elk. That's what you don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want to earn it. Yeah. I mean, I do want to earn it. So yeah, yeah. it's backwards. I don't want to just like show up first day, drive around some roads, be like, oh, yeah, I'm good with that one. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I would take a smaller elk in a prettier situation. Yeah. Yep. 
with a good like it's got to have a good with story some, with some exceptions, right? Like if there was a freaking four hundred inch Boone and Crockett standing right next to the road. Sorry, boys, we're parking the truck. We're getting out. We're putting our orange on. And we're grabbing the guns. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but if like, it was an illegal situation, yeah, yeah, as long as it was legal. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't. It would just be like I feel like it's got to have a cool story too. I think it's going to have a cool story. Like that hunt, me and you in the back country, like that is going to be an epic hunt. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to suck. What gear do you think you absolutely need before we can go? I think mm. it's, clothing is really dependent on upon which rifle season we pull. Right. So if we pull late rifle season, there's a unit that I'm looking at that has some good information for late rifle and how to be semi-successful in there. Um, and what, like, it's like 20, 20,000 acres or something. Some crazy stuff. But like, there's a lot of information on what the elk do in the wintertime there. So I was thinking that might be a good option, but that means that we need more clothes. Yeah. Um, I just... It also, I think my gear list depends on, like, one, how brutal it's going to be, and two, if we're going to end up being able to, like, if we're going to end up staying somewhere, and then, like, dude, driving in and walking around for a full day. Dude, I would, much, I feel like I would much rather spike camp it. Yeah. I would. So, like. Let's only go to a unit. So this is a criteria. So let's shoot for like above 12% success rate. Yep. Tough country. Yep. Little access. Right. And something that we can spike camp. That, that is feasible and makes sense to spike camp. Yeah. That way we're out there, we're doing it. You don't have an option but to go do it. Right. There's no, all the weather's crappy, like, let's stay in the hotel room today. Because you can say what you want and be as hardcore as you want to be. There's been days Cam Haynes hasn't went. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's a lot, it's a lot harder to get out of a a conditioned, climate-controlled hotel room and go out. Yeah, if you're already cold, super easy to get outside because you got to start that fire. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, so, like, I feel like if we go into it with those criteria. Is there a unit that meets all of that? I'm sure we're going to have to do some sacrificing. But that's, like, our dream unit. That's, like, our dream unit. Right. right. Tough country success rates because the guys put the effort in. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would personally like to shoot for. Now, would you be willing... To get a good unit, like there's good bulls every year coming off of it, but the best odds to draw it, like you're almost guaranteed to draw it, but it has to be archery. Are you going somewhere that has less quality with a rifle? Or are you going to take a chance and take a bow? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think we would have better success with bows. Yeah. 
Because I know what the elk do in September. Well, yeah, that's also what I was thinking too. So I would be totally down to learn how to call elk. It's a turkey call. That's all. I mean, it's very similar to a turkey call. And I, I can run one of those like it's the back of my hand. I think like there's a lot of places you have a way higher potential to draw in a good unit. Oh, with archery? With archery? For yeah. sure. A lot of those are over the counter. Yeah. Okay, so. It's behind you. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm looking for this right here. Oh. All right. You're looking for your phone. So. The whole dip flip. <laughs> so are we going to plan an archery trip okay. up on top? The the green Copenhagen logo. Uh-huh. Black bottom. Yep. We're planning a rifle trip. Okay. Just one straight up, right? No, 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 no two out of three, no nothing. No flipping. Straight up. Let it hit the floor. We're Looks going like a rifle, rifle trip. <laughs> kind of disappointed. Me too. That. Can we flip that again? <laughs> you never, you, like, it's so hard to make a decision until the flip. Yeah, then and then like, you realize what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man, we live our life by flipping a coin or flipping a dip can. Or Does it count because it's a dip can? Because all the good ones happen with coins. All the good ones happen with you picking A and B, and then I decide which one. Yeah, that's right. Now, we've had some good coin flips. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't pay off as much as, like, as hard as we stick to it, it never pays off yeah. enough to make it worth sticking to. <laughs> so I feel semi-obligated to go rifle hunting, but and part of me would prefer to go rifle hunting. I think, personally, our odds of success... Yeah. Would be higher with rifle. But then again... I think our odds of success would be higher with a bow. Well, then that's the way I want to lean then. <laughs> and the reason that I say that... Now, executing is a totally different ballgame. It's definitely harder to execute with a bow. Absolutely. That's Well, that's what I meant, like personal I think, success. I think as far as interacting with bulls blindly... Like Better. I, like I can figure out how to call in my backyard. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, we could. I can make an elk talk to me. There's enough videos, and we've listened to enough Remy Warren and Cam Haynes and Joe Rogan and all them guys. Like, they, we can figure it out. Yeah, I have. Like, I'm totally okay with just going out there and calling. Like that would that would tickle me pink. Like to go do it like turkey hunting. People can say what I they want. I feel like that's more of our roots, though. Like we almost have to. Like, I would much rather go call to an animal. You know that. Well, yeah. And. But that means we need to get, we need to get calls time now. Yeah. We need calls now and we need to be shooting like. A bunch. Every day. There's no like the week before deer season. We pull it out and shoot it twice and like, oh, we're still on. Yeah. (laughs) My, my bow needs to go under the knife is what it needs. My bow is going to be replaced. That's what we're going to do that archery. Um. Okay, well, it sounds like we've done away with the coin flip. Okay, so we're going for so now that opens up more more land, right? More tags, right? It also opens up a better time of year where we don't have to pack as much clothes. Yes. Which when I was out there and I went out in September, right? Yes. It snowed on us at at elevation. Yeah. Like our campsite was a mile from snow. Right. We could have picked a campsite that was in the snow. 
we we just stopped happened to stop slightly short of the snow. Yeah. Yeah, I think like that's one of those like you almost get North Carolina weather there because it could it could be one, it could be the other. Well, like Idaho, man, it was seventy degrees the whole time I was hunting. Yeah. And let me tell you what, I had on um it wasn't seventy degrees all day, obviously. Like like in the valley where my buddy's cabin's at, it was like upper twenties, low thirties at night. Right. With a high of like with a high like seventy every day. Yeah. But like where we were hunting was a lot warmer than where we were staying. Because right. we were staying in a ditch essentially, like a valley between two peaks. Yep. And there's just no sunlight in there. Um, but it's a, it's not as cold as our cold though. I no, know, it's a different cold. I know that sounds like so stupid. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about though. That like Western cold is different. Like I can, de- I can tolerate the Western cold a lot better. Yeah. I think it's like. Not to sound like a, a dumb redneck, but it's a, it's a drier cold. It is a drier cold. That's what I was going to say. The humidity here like puts a sharper edge on the knife when it cuts you. Like, <laughs> Out there, it's just like summer, kind of cold. I think it just cuts deeper here. Yeah. Um, so if we do September, that means we got to buy less gear. Um, clothes gear. Yeah, clothes wise, we don't have to buy anything clothes wise. And like, I think that benefits us camping wise. For sure, not having to carry all that weight. Well, if we do carry that weight, it's going to be more. Yeah. Um. So are you thinking like, like big tent? And, like, just deal with packing it in? Or are you thinking, like, small tent? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I would prefer to put myself through pain of, like, having kind of a less quality of sleep every night than carrying all that weight in and out. Uh, Well, I don't – are you wanting to hike in X amount and set up base camp? Or are you wanting to set up camp every evening after we get done hunting? Dude, I really – my only my only deterring factor about doing what you just said, right? Yeah. Is like let's say we're hunting a ridge system, right? Yeah. And we just work our way down the ridge system. So let's say on the fourth night and we only got five nights to hunt, we gotta we gotta leave. Yeah. Right. On the fourth night we shoot a giant, but we've covered sixty miles. Right. Now we have a day to get a thousand pound animal and our tent and all of that out. So like either you got a planet where like you're going to hunt a loop and like you're not re-hunting the same ground, but I think if we find a peak with multiple fingers, we can just break the fingers up by day. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, hike into an area that looks really good for, for spotting and, like, really good for elk habitat. Right. And then just set up camp somewhere that it puts us centralized. Yeah, so a base camp and then just, like... Yeah, I don't think continually moving base camp is... No, 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 no. That's that's not what I was thinking as well. But if you do set up, like, let's say we go eight miles mm-hmm. and set up base camp. And then we hunt, you know, throughout that day we make it what, another eight, ten away from that camp? Right. That means we got to we gotta pack all that meat to camp and then the next day pack all that meat and 
camp out. I'm gonna be honest with you. We're just gonna have to deal with it whenever it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's, it's there's, all. There's nothing this year that's holding me back from like breaking. Like, I'm gonna start working out again. To get ready. I think we just need to load packs up and just start go hiking across the club. Yeah, dude, I'm game. Like, we need to drop your Jeep here, yeah. like right here by the house, and go down to Tucker and just like after season, just truck it. Just, just like the whole thing. Yeah, and make like go through different lanes every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like maybe the first one or two, like we'll just hike the trail. Yeah. But then we'll start like straight lining it. We'll just pick a line and just straight line it back to the Jeep. Dude, the other thing that I, I read about, now mind you, this is like, I'm being a, a librarian right now because I've read about something and I'm telling you that I read about it. Right. As like an option for ways to hunt. So like a lot of times guys are successful just you know how like they get all that dead oak like the dead trees yep they're all falling over like dead fall forest yep from like avalanches and whatnot they said just to walk through those real slow and easy like still hunting almost and you'll just like bump you'll bump an elk and he'll bump out onto a flat and you shoot him hmm I've yeah I mean, I could see that working. I could see it working for sure. Because, like, we could do that in Pennsylvania. We could do it here all day. Yeah. If you could walk quiet enough. That's not how we hunt. No. <laughs> so, we're either going to go, we're going to, this, this is how I picture it, right? Okay. We're going archery. We get up on this ridge for base camp, and we're, we're picking different peaks to, to, we get up there in the morning, and we're looking around, spotting stock-ish, right? You're looking for a group of elk. Well, like, well, like if we're going out for September the rut, yeah, we're calling. So the first step is to find elk, which they're going to be telling us where they're at. Right, but if you get up in the morning, don't hear nothing. You go out to the peak, you look around, you either hear or you see. Right, and then the pursuit starts. That's how I picture it. Yeah, same kind of. I'm just telling you, like options that we could do. Yeah, if it got if it got rough. Yeah. Like as bad as it was in Idaho, there were there were bucks there. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. I should have been walking through like I did on the the last day I hunted. I just walked through and I gave up a day of hunting because the hunting sucked and I really wanted to fish the Snake River and I bought a combination license. But like I should have been walking and trying to push deer. Like because they weren't coming out on the flats. You weren't gonna glass them up. No, 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 no. The the situations you had, yeah. But I feel like if we get an open enough area, you know what I mean, that we could see. Because you're going to see him with with a herd of cows. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Our first, our our best bet to kill one, from what I've what I've watched and what I'm thinking, is. To see, like, a matriarch bull with a group. Yep. And then just get as close as we can and start calling and see if we can get one of the satellite bulls to come in. Right. Because, like, to my knowledge, and this may be completely wrong, but, like, you watch all these elk videos and there's, like, for a herd of elk, there's one bull that's, like, king. Right. He's beat everybody else's butt. Yep. Kind of like in the deer woods, it's like, this one deer, this is his home. Yeah. These like hundred acres right here, 
there's not another deer on this planet that's going to come in this and not get beat up. But there's other ones that hang out really close. Right, right. Waiting the, for one of them. Like that seven. I guarantee you he's bedding with that 12 that we know about. The seven I killed. Yeah. He's bedding close. Yeah. Because, and when that 12 eventually dies of old age, because I'm never going to kill him apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that seven would have moved up into that bedding spot and that would have been his home range as an adult. Yeah. But dude, I'm going to be honest with you, Elk. I'm all right with shooting 800 pound, like two and a half year old or one year old. Like I don't really want to kill a spike. No. What's your like? First day, last day. Okay. So here's my theory, <laughs> right? Right. right. Steve Ranella says, don't shoot something on the, on the, Last Don't pass on the first day, which so, you'd be happy to have on the last day. Mm-hmm. Right. But also don't necessarily shoot something on the first day that you're just like. Just to get it over with. Fear. Right. So what's your like, what's your minimum? What's your, what are you basing your decisions off of initially? If I'm going to be happy to hang it on the wall. Yeah. That's my only decision. There's no inch metric. I don't know enough about them to like be able to look at one and be like, I can tell you one's a giant, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. I see enough pictures of those where it's like, oh, 400 inch boot and crock it out. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that looks like. Um, but like the difference uh, between like our deer scale, right? Yeah. The all right deer, the good deer, and the big deer, right? Yeah. It's three tiers. I don't have enough. I'm, I haven't looked at which I, when I lived in California, I saw a bunch of elk on a military base. I never paid much attention because that wasn't a hunted herd. So they were all big. Like there was always, there was a couple spikes and stuff running around. You could tell they were immature. The younger ones. Yeah. But like, as far as the nuances of what like makes an elk big, I really don't know. And I really don't care. Yeah. I think like, I don't know. You hear everybody's like six by six, seven by sevens. Like, Dude, you know, I would shoot a four by four. Yeah. I think as long as it comes through and I'm like, dude, yes. That's like, because here's what's going to happen, right? We're going to call in, a, we're going to call in a bull or whatever. And I'm going to be honest with you in an archery situation, archery situation. I'm way less picky. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're, we said we're going to archery. Yeah. Way God, less picky. God, we're stupid. <laughs> Type three fun. <laughs> No, I mean, I just, dude, I think we'll have a good time. If nothing else, we're going on one hell of a camping trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stoked for it. Uh, oof. Gonna have to upgrade a bow and start shooting a lot. We need to find some side jobs. Yeah. No law. Yeah. No. Um, hey, please quit skipping the ads. Yeah. So we could get a couple extra bucks. <laughs> yeah. Me and Tyler got to buy new bows and pay for tags. Tags out there are expensive. I don't know that there's enough ads that we play for that. Uh, currently, we're at $3 for the last two months. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah. If you could rifle hunt during that during the rut, like, as a draw, I would put in for that draw every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think there's almost, it's almost like, it's almost more satisfying with a bow. I feel like, I feel like our chances of finding a bull and playing the game with him our first time out during that time of year 
yep. are higher than going out for rifle and not knowing crap about the area, not knowing crap about where they look like to hang out. And just trying to find something. Trying to cover 100 miles and just find some find some elk. Yeah, it's a lot easier to find turkey when they're gobbling. I know, that's right. <laughs> Instead of just going like, oh, they might hang out here. But doing that, like, I feel confident. I'm not going to do this because it takes all the fun out of turkey hunting. I feel confident knowing what I know about turkey hunting. Yeah. You could drop me off. Zero calls. Not even mouth call. Nothing. With a shotgun in an area, and I would be able to find a roost. Like, give me a week. I would be able to find a roost and still hunt a gobbler if I wanted to. But I learned that from them gobbling where they roost and like learning their, well, their yeah, habits that's and like, their patterns. That's like on the club too, though. Are you I'm, just saying like a random place? How long do you get? Like a week. Okay. So you get, I'm dropping you off somewhere to camp. You're going to find a gobbler and kill it by the end of the week. Yep. No calling. Yeah. I think I could get that done. Yeah. I believe so. But I know more about turkeys. Right. And I feel like. Which they do different stuff in September than they do all the rest of the year. And then they, they migrate like yeah, some elk herds don't, but some do it, it's like that herd. I was looking at hunting that's over the counter rifle. Yep. They migrate. Yeah. That's why they're kind of, it cuts your places to look in half late season. Cause they're already, they're already through that range. Not to say you wouldn't find one in that range, but. Yeah, your best bet's following the herd. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna tell you what that that puffy mid mid I think I call it the mid season. Yeah, that jacket's gonna be money for September, <laughs> dude. I just like I want to come back from a long day hunting, cook up some crappy food because you didn't want to carry like good heavy food in, right? And just, like, sit by the campfire and just, you know, take it all in. Like, the best stars you've seen in your whole life. Yeah, I want to, that's, like, one of the, I'm almost more excited for, like, one good, like, open, not cloudy, like, good weather night. Yeah, just chilling by the fire, looking at the stars. And just seeing, like, so much. Yeah, no, I'm. I didn't take as much advantage of that. When I was in Texas, as oh, I should have. have. You should have. Like, I didn't know any better when I was there. I was just, like, in tech school and was, yeah. like, beginning of the military and this sucks and whatever. So, I didn't, like, I did not, up until recently, until I got into the, like, hobbies I have and realize how much I actually would have loved that area now, currently, I did not take advantage of anything there. No, you should have. I hated it. Dude, that's what, like, when I was in Korea, right, like, a bunch of the other Army dudes were, like, complaining all the time. And then me and Walker, which you met in Nashville. Yeah. Dude, every chance we got, we were traveling across that country going to do something. We bought, I bought a BMX bike and he bought a skateboard. And we would just travel around all the skate parks and, like, just see different parts of that country. And, like, the further you got away from the military bases, the nicer the people were. And, like, it was actually fun. Like, you weren't getting harassed by... Odyssey's sitting on the on the step over there, like yelling at you about, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like you actually got away from it, and the people were nice. They were like so 
they thought that I was Dave Mira and he was Tony Hawk at one point. Like that was our nicknames at the, we went to the Korean X game skate park or whatever. And it's just like, if you don't step out of your door, you're always going to have something to complain about. Yeah. Like this area is awesome that we live in and people complain about it because the deer aren't big enough. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm just, I think that's like, I'm almost looking forward to that more than like a successful hunt. Just getting out, being out, camping in the back country. Like, I'm glad you're okay with that because our chances for tag super high. That's fine. After my last like four or five years traveling to hunt, I got a, I, I got a great recipe. Yeah, I got one too. We'll, we'll trade. <laughs> the old, no, man, I, yeah, I think, okay, so to close this up, let's talk about steps. So first step is deciding where and when, right? Right. So like that's, that's our, so if we're going to go archery, I want to go like archery opening. Yep. And stay as long as we physically can. Right. Given the work situation. Step two is to get the gear dialed in. Yep. And step three, I would love to get out and do like a shed hunt or something where we can do like a four day weekend. Like if it's over Easter, like not Easter, cause like our, we would be okay with it, but other people would not. But like over like a holiday weekend in the spring, like we just need to say, screw it, drive out there. Yep. Make it an epic, like drive out late one night. Don't get back till like late the day before we got to go back to work. Yep. It's really not that far. But no. two people, it's not. No. So this is our uh, our intro to it. I guess the, the next one we do about it is we'll be going over. Yeah, we'll be starting to dig into gear. Yep. So if you want to buy some bows, me and Tyler are selling. <laughs> we have three bows to sell. And they're nothing special. Yeah, they get the job done. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would take mine out there, no problem, but I'd have a new string put on it. Yeah, I would have a lot of, I would have, I would have some stuff done to mine. But I would also love to carry a brand new Hoyt out there. Really? I'm going Matthews. Uh, I figured. Yeah. What a weenie head. We'll argue about that later. I don't want to have to buy a mod to change the draw length of my bow. I'll just buy the thread draw length. People change, man. Your wingspan does not change. <laughs> no, but my style of shooting does. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any uh, any information on uh, where to find an elk, we will be glad to listen. Yep. Some good, some good archery stuff. All right. We'll catch you next time. 